Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. the same old theme since 2016 in your head in your head they're still fighting and their shouts and their screams and their screams and their v's in your head in your head they are fuming in your head in your head body body <laughs> Body is in your head, in your head. Body, body, yes, body. Oh, wow, wonderful. <laughs> what a way to open up uh, the podcast. Hello, welcome back, Big Strong S Boys. And uh, yeah, that was the, the dulcet tones of the one and only Ric Flair. Cranberry Zombie, or aka Vardy, in your head. Oh, same George's not here. Um, hopefully, he's going to join us in a little while. But George absolutely loves the cranberries. Um, he does. That, he does. Uh, but of course, uh, George Berlin Marathon at the weekend. But he's working at the moment. We are hoping to, to speak to him in a little while. Um, I'm back. Obviously, the lads filled in for me um, following the, the Norwich win. Um, just to clarify, I did not bottle it, Jack. Thank you for for telling people that. As, you did. But I, I didn't bot it. I was literally in the air. I was on an aeroplane when you recorded the podcast. Um, that is the aeroplane mode, more like on your phone. <laughs> you're just sat in the dark at home. You know what? What people like you and Darren Eady need to learn is when you say things as a joke on podcasts, people do believe it. And um, yeah, post Norwich, I know it feels like an age ago now. Absolutely bombarded with messages. Well, um, so I, I applaud you. I applaud you in your efforts to make up Twitter accounts just to. <laughs> Just to make out like you're not the only person from Norwich that supports Leicester. It's it's been <laughs> relentless. Yes. I mean, now you say that, there's a couple of people who I did say I'd give some kind of shout out for because we're some kind of, um, yeah, we formed our own little group of, um, of Norwich-based, well, certainly former anyway, 
Leicester City fans. And just, you know, there's there was lots of people. Wake, wake Johnson. Here we are. Um, <laughs> I think I think that 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 episode should have come with some kind of trigger warning, you know, for for anyone who's out there who's grown up in another city where they supported a different team. You know, it's it's very difficult for people like me. And you know, for for no. years I, I had to to be back on it. Really to, not. You just, I, I, you just don't difficult. give that team any time of day. Like. <laughs> I, had a, I had a very difficult upbringing in Norwich, the, the ends that were Norwich. <laughs> you know, and it, it brought back some... some brought back some, some That's just memories. for different reasons. That's yeah. just because it's difficult. That I'd suppressed. But, but anyway, James Moy. James uh, sent me a message on, um, on Instagram saying he, he had the exact same thing. Still lives in in Norwich, but a huge Leicester fan. A couple other guys as well. But anyway, look, we we've skipped and we've ignored all the intros. Uh, as you can hear, uh, both Jack and and Rick are with me um, for today's podcast. As I said, hopefully Jordan joins us for a little while. Um, but people wanting to know if you're not sure, uh, Jordan, of course, did do the Berlin Marathon at the weekend and absolutely smashed it. Um, I know there's loads of donations that which came through after we put that on the social media channels last week. So uh, yeah, thanks if you did. I think people can still donate. Uh, we'll ask Jordan if you can. Uh, we'll put that back on his his social media. But anyway, uh, Jack, um, how are you, mate? Um, it's it's been a pretty good week, hasn't it? Um, three wins on the bounce: Southampton, Norwich, now Bristol City, and, and heading into a another pretty manic week with this time more of a, a northwest feel about things. Uh, yeah, it's been it's been fantastic, hasn't it? I think Saturday was was wonderful i would i would go that far as describing it as that i thought it was um i thought we were brilliant i thought it was a it was a nice recognition of king pearson um uh rennie and uh james if i remember all their names um much to rick and jordan's displeasure but um i thought they had a nice send-off um i thought we were bloody good i thought it was the best performance of the season i thought we played some really really good stuff and um yeah, that's uh, to um, yeah. That's after beating Southampton and beating Norwich really convincingly as well. So um, so yeah, it's been a it's been a fantastic start. I didn't think I'd be standing here saying seven wins out of eight, top of the table. I also didn't think Ipswich and Preston would be chasing us quite so hard if no. we did do that. But um, but no, really really good start. Um, and um, and yeah, lots lots to build on us. I think I think we might have hit a third gear on on Saturday, maybe maybe slightly into fourth. I'm I'm still not sure we've hit fifth yet. So um, so yeah, it's very very exciting. Yeah. So on the win over um, Bristol City, then Jack, because the the wins to the outsiders or the neutrals against Southampton and Norwich away from home will naturally um, you know grab people's attention. So well, that's a big win. But w- would you go as fast to, to say the performance against Bristol City was was better? Because, you know, it, it would probably, you know, a 1-0 win at home, you know, people would be expecting it, wouldn't they, to a degree? Yeah, yeah. I think I would, just based on the control we had in the game, as you know, there's been very few times recently where I've just watched a Leicester side and just thought we were, it was just a matter of time before we were going to score. I mean, Bristol's best player was their goalkeeper, who I thought was very good. We didn't create that many clear cut chances, but we did create enough. And there were there was some, you know, uh, you know, on another day it could have been four or five, which we've we've said a few times this season. But just some of the football was just really, really good. And 
just the way we play out from the back now. I mean, I know there's still a few comments about, you know, get it forward. My favourite comment from Saturday was <laughs> the bloke behind me who said uh, he wishes we had someone with a long throw because that would be really <laughs> useful. But yeah. Not got any of this time. Um, but yeah, I just thought the control we had in the game and just um, just some of the passing patterns and um, and things like that. And um, Fatua was, was awesome. I mean, I don't want to do a Ric Flair and get too excited, but we've seen him three times now and he's impressed me every time. And he's not a one-trick pony. He comes inside, he goes outside, he's got really good control, he's very quick. He didn't do anything silly this time. He didn't get booked or or um you know boot the ball at the opposition player it was just um it was just very impressive and um I'm really excited by by him in general but also also the team um because it was yeah it was another really really good display mm. um Rick Fatuwu um obviously you're going to want to speak about him it's interesting though because um I was a little bit hesitant was I initially when we signed him um and I, I then read, I think it was an African football expert, you know, a, a long thread on, on Twitter about him and saying, you know, that the hype around this kid, as you can imagine, when he was a teenager in Africa before he moved to, to Sporting Lisbon. And, you know, according to him, basically all the talent in the world, but but maybe had been directed and led down, you know, well, just poorly um What's the word? Advised, poorly advised yeah. in his in his young career thus far, and and Sporting Lisbon got a little bit frustrated with with that, well, not necessarily an ego, but the package which maybe the that he was or the baggage which he was he was kind of carrying around with him. It looks like you know, as Jack says on the evidence of the three games, that this is a kid with the world at his feet in terms of footballing ability. You know, here at Leicester, you you kind of feel like you need to put your arm around him, nurture him, remember he's just a teenager. But, you know, we, we potentially, potentially, as I said, we don't want to go overboard, have got a, a real gem there, haven't we? Yeah, it's four games, actually. Uh, Hull, Southampton, Norwich, yeah, yeah, and his yeah, first yeah. start against Bristol City. So even better, because in each one, he has, you know, done something, um, arguably should have scored, well, say arguably should have, nearly scored against Hull, um, put one on a plate, at Southampton for Ian Acho, put one on a plate at Norwich for McAteer. Um, I didn't get to see the game on Saturday, sadly. I was um, childcare duty, but uh, saw the extended highlights and, you know, he looked like he was brilliant. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you, Jake. I, I read that thread about him and that he'd been poorly advised and he'd not played a lot of sporting. You know, I think he'd made a couple of first-team appearances mainly and even only a handful for their B team. Um, so, you know, he's come in very, very uh, undercooked in terms of professional football. He has made 14 appearances for Ghana, though. So, you know, that that isn't, um, you know, they, they are a certain level to, to be doing that at 19. So, yeah, he, he looks like he's got, um, not to quote a Brendan Rodgers, but his character does look like, you know, he does look like he's, um, he, know, he knows what he wants to do and he doesn't, he just seems to have settled in. His celebration for Vardy's goal or the penalty that I've seen him. I don't know. There's just good, good would, vibes about him. Rick, would um, you say there's there's an arrogance about him? <laughs> <laughs> there's a, yeah, he's, he's got that. He's got it's a good arrogance. arrogance. It's a good arrogance. Good um, arrogance. Yeah, I would. Um, I mean, I, I, he put a picture up on uh, social media either today or yesterday. He's got himself a lovely red Mercedes Jeep, which I like the cut of his gym. So. Um, <laughs> 
he, you know, just, just hanging outside a very run-down car, car wash in the middle of Leicester. I love it. Yeah. You know. He's already settling in. He knows He knows the score, doesn't he? Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I'm just he's the one player that I'm so excited to see. Um, it is the championship, and we, we harbour ambitions to get back to the Premier League and, and hope that we've got some players to come up with us that are good enough as well as add to them. But, again, you, from, from the early signs, he looks like he's got unbelievable potential. Um, and that 17 million euro option stroke obligation if we go up seems almost a bargain if he does what we think he's going to do. Um, and he looks strong. It's not just because he's quick. He looks, he looks strong. He can, you know, he can go toe-to-toe with players. And defensively, I don't think he's a liability either. I think he's been tracking back and getting involved. So um, I, I know I go overboard with wingers, especially left-footed right wingers, but I don't see a weakness. I really don't see a weakness. You're his weakness. Yeah. Oh, oh, bloody hell, I'm a weak of the knees, mate. <laughs> uh, um, I think after the, the Norwich game, or just in general, Ian Acho is obviously someone we, we've spoken about huge amounts, not just this season, but, but but basically since we've been doing the podcast. You know, played well against Norwich, got the goal, um, some nice, some nice spells. But I think we've got to talk about the resurgence, if it's if that's the correct term of, of Jamie Vardy. Um outstanding in Southampton the, the, the game before. And, and once again against Bristol City, Rick, you're, you're singing the the song at the start of, of the podcast, the celebration towards yeah, the, the Bristol City fans, the quality of the penalty itself. I mean, when you think over the last 18 months, our horrific record at penalties, and I know Vardy isn't perfect at them, but it was always like, well, just let Jamie Vardy take it. But anyway, I just think that it's 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 been great. And I feel like the attitude... Jack towards Vardy has actually, I wouldn't say changed, but there was that nonsense, wasn't there, a, a month or so ago where a very small, a, a couple of people um, suggested that maybe he'd outstayed his welcome. And people previously, oh, I'd say, the, the conversations had been, he's passed his best. And whilst we don't necessarily disagree with that, I feel that there's now been a, a change in terms of the way we're now talking about him because we know that's now where he's at. I feel like we're now enjoying him and recognising that this is coming towards the end. And I think he recognises that as well in terms of some of the way that he's behaving and acting in terms of the celebrations. I feel like he's he's, he's enjoying each goal more than, than ever before because somewhere he knows that there isn't that many left in him. And I'm just really, really enjoying this spell at the moment of Jamie Vardy in terms of the stories and, and all the ways you can break it up. I feel like this is, this is the, the final chapter for me and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure I can say it better than you've just said, to be honest, but it it does feel sort of like it's coming to an end, but it feels like, you know, we're, we're going to get this sort of, this, this one song, um, as it were, but it, and and there is, there's just been a few little moments, like I love the fact that he comes on when he's sub and Ricardo gives him the armband straight away and... Um, I, I just felt at a time we were almost disrespecting, you know, certainly in my lifetime, he's the best player I've ever seen yeah. play for Leicester. I don't think his story will ever be matched at any club. And actually, I think, I, you know, I think I think the majority of Leicester fans did this anyway, but there, were, there was probably a minority that, that took him for granted a little bit. I don't get the sense that anyone's taking him for granted. I mean, the penalty was brilliant. The celebration was brilliant. And against Southampton as well, he's just, 
you can just see he's just loving life and I'm sure as a as a striker that you know scoring goals makes it a lot easier but it, it's just brilliant you know like Jamie Vardy scoring a goal in the cop end like it doesn't get any better than that and that might not happen next season it might not happen that many times this season to say I mean, it might not happen next next season I mean um and it's it's just brilliant to see and um it you know the the moment's gone gone viral around you know everyone's seen it you know people even that you know cover the premier league are talking about it but he's, he's still an icon and he's just i love him he's he's the goat i yeah. can't say any more than that no it's i i feel dead emotional now when he when he scores and he celebrates and you know i'm i'm sharing the the videos around on twitter to, to non-lester supporting mates because you know i want them to to see it as well and everyone else is saying oh god what you know what a guy you know and, and there there isn't another one like him and you know we talk about the story itself jack you are right it's, it's not ever going to be matched it's just not um but but even just the the personality and the character of the bloke and i think he recognizes now i mean if, if you're someone as, as big a, a name as what he is and, and probably i'd imagine still our top earner you know, I know obviously people's money changed when, when we got relegated, but there's no spitting out the dummy. There's no demanding and expecting to play every minute of every game, like maybe some of the other players of his um, standing would, would perhaps do. I just think that, you know, he's given so much to this to this football club. And I think at times people take it for granted in the sense of he could have left many times before. And people say, oh, yeah, well, why would he leave? Well, look, every other player in his position does. And he didn't. And um, yeah, Rick, I just feel dead emotional when I when I when I even watch him play because we are at the point where beforehand, when people would always the conversation was like, "Oh, what are Les going to do after Jamie Vardy?" And I would always back away. It's like he's got years left. He's got years left. Like you know, he was late to the Premier League, never had a bad injury. But now we are at that point where you have to start thinking about life after Jamie Vardy. And I don't think I'm ever going to be ready for it. I think the team will be, but I don't think me personally, and probably the rest of the fans will. Agreed. I mean, it's a privilege to watch him. Uh, every sort of renaissance, whether it be, you know, we, we feared he, he was done a couple of years ago and then the season before last, he came back and he, he had a very good return a couple of years ago for the amount of games he played. Yeah, it did. Um, last season, obviously, the whole, the whole sort of club just fell apart and sadly he wasn't able to save us. But yeah, he, he looks like he's found, again, uh, a purpose with us. He knows that he's still massively needed, whether that's on the pitch, off the pitch. He's He just, he gets us and he still wants to, you know, play for us and, and do the best he can. And, you know, to contradict myself, I know last week I, I sort of did moan a little bit about the reception we might give Pearson and whatnot. It, it, it's, it's, not, it's not because... I'm incapable of, um, you know, wanting to hold on to that sort of nostalgia because I'll always do that with Vardy. And when I saw uh, like what's happened with Andy King, you can't help but feel, you know, all, all the memories of the last 10, 12 years that we've experienced, the good times, um, you know, seeing those people that have been a massive part of that, whether they, they saw it through to the, the, you know, the real success or just built us that. But Vardy was there for all of it, still there. I just, I do feel like football will be, um, it'll be, it won't be as fun. I'll, I'll try and love it and I'll still love it and I'll still follow Leicester till the day I die. I can't turn it off, but 
there's no way I'll enjoy it and get the hairs on the back of my neck stand up like I do when I see Vardy score or, or do something that, that just gets me. Um, yeah, he's everything, isn't he, to Leicester? And, um, yeah, and so apologies for last week for, <laughs> for probably what I said about Nigel, but I, I didn't mean that I wasn't dismissive in what he did. I love the mm. bloke. And seeing him waving on crutches, was, uh, he brought back a lot of memories and, you know, fair play to him because he was a warrior for us and, yeah, uh, there's something about his hair as well, Pearson. It just makes me feel safe. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was the same chat as you had about Dean Smith, wasn't it? He's just <laughs> exactly. a, it's just a good old-fashioned, solid British bloke. Um, but look, you know, we, we talk about the the Vardy Swan song, but you've, you've you've led us nicely into the conversation around Andy King and, and Nigel Pearson. So obviously, I, I I wasn't here for that episode. I, I know, of course, you, you spoke about it. Um. Now, obviously, these guys, you're talking about the, the Vardy Swan song. These guys didn't get a Swan song, did then? You know, if, if you're going to do godlike, you know, goat tears, of course, Vardy is in a, you know, category level on his own. But for me, you know, not that far, well, below Andy King and, and Nigel Pearson do have that status for me. You know, Andy King, just an amazing bloke, first and foremost. You can just tell. Just a, a really good bloke. And you talk about, you know, things never being done again. No one in the history of football is ever going to win League One, the Championship and the Premier League with the same football club. It's just not going to ever happen. He is in a, a category of his own. You know, a, a wonderful servant for this football club. And, you know, and unfortunately, the, the club progressed and, and Andy then, you know, wasn't at the level required. And, and unfortunately, you know, football's brutal like that, but he, he still hasn't ever had the testimony. I know he's had countless offers to to do bits and pieces in the media, and he's always said no because he's waiting for the right time to do something proper. Um, and then, I think, of course, with, with Nigel Pearson, of course, the, the, the cloud, we all know that he left the, the club under and the foundations that he laid for what then became the, the story that was, again, never really got the, the send-off that he that he did deserve, and I know it's awkward when you're you're playing a game of football because the thing that is most important is to get the three points, and you know, and these things you had kind of have to put aside for 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 ninety minutes. But it's difficult when you have such an affinity and affection for for, for two men. Now, Jack, you, you were there, so you can speak much better than than I can in terms of the reception and and what did happen on the day towards Nigel and and towards Andy. Uh, anything you want to add on in terms of what you said from last week and then what you saw on Saturday on, on those two? Um, what other than Rick being bang out of order and like, <laughs> should just wind well, his neck in? I've not heard, but I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> I don't know what he said, but Jack, I agree. Didn't it, I, it weren't even that bad. <laughs> it wasn't even that bad. And, um, without, without revealing too much, I actually spoke to someone who knows both those people mm. uh, uh and actually said yeah i thought i thought it was all right because when i saw him i was like oh, i'm gonna be in trouble now but he was like no it's fine so you weren't too bad rick um D didn't uh, sorry as well to interrupt we have a message from andy as well yeah we did and i was going to talk about this so I, yeah. I just put i just put something i just put the king i think and tagged him and he just responded saying thanks so much um I can't remember what I wrote out of that. I think I was drunk on stardom. <laughs> but he replied uh, again, didn't he? He replied, was nice. he replied yeah. again and he was just 
I've I've never met anyone that's got a bad word to say about Andy King. Um, yeah, and, and, I, and I've pest, I've pestered him lots as well to do media stuff before on on Talksport, and he always replies. Um, you know, yeah. it, it doesn't need to. He's still playing. You know, I should be going through his agent. But yeah, just you're right, Jack. I've never heard anyone say anything I'm, remotely negative about him as I'm, a bloke. And I think with footballers, often you've always got someone's always got a story about oh they did this and um, they weren't very nice. I've never heard anything bad about Andy King ever. No. Um, so so yeah, and he he just comes across as as absolutely class. And um, it, it was really nice. So they, they did a the, those two Kingy and Jane and Matty James did a did a lap of honour um, and got a really nice you know reception. You could see how much it meant to Kingy and he was obviously quite overwhelmed with it. And, and actually that given all that we've been through as a club over the last year and players not caring and mm. kind of us questioning a lot of things that I just think, you know, for this club to mean so much to someone that's done so much for the club was, was just amazing. And, um, you know, Pearson's obviously struggling with his I don't quite know what's up with him but yeah he's struggling with uh walking but he he gave his famous salute from from near the dugout and things like that so you know and Union FS did a uh, did a nice I don't know that's not quite a TIFO I'm not quite sure what you'd score it. it's it's not quite calling it a banner would be under calling it but it's not yeah. quite a TIFO somewhere in between but a, a nice sign for sign for him and um and actually like the the club invited all their families they, they invited james pearson he was there as well oh, was um, he? yeah so they they really <laughs> looked after their families and I, I know they did a really nice presentation at the end and and they haven't always got stuff right and of course they could have done more stuff and they could have done stuff differently but um from what i know i think they did did a really nice job in kind of recognizing you know all, all their time there which which was brilliant but i think uh, just just before I sort of you know uh, uh, finish on this, I think it, it's just so nice to see uh, the club mean so much to someone that's played for the club because I think we've we've often questioned that a little bit and and even now when I look back on Kingy's time here, I think you know we probably he got a lot of stick when he played for us. You know, mm. it wasn't always everyone's first name on the team sheet, but actually you know he he tried his heart out for the club and he. He was unbelievable, you know, particularly in that Premier League winning season. You know, the important goals he scored that year were... I remember that West Brom game when he stepped in last minute when Kante got injured and he was... I think he scored that night. Um, but he was all, he also played really well. Like, never never let us down despite what people said. And, um, mm. yeah, it, it was just one of those sort of heartwarming moments when you actually remember what it's all about. And, um, yeah, it was it was superb. Yeah, Rick, anything to, to add on Kingy? Yeah. Um, I mean, talking about Vardy, King, like you say, he he's not far off in the story and just what I sort of view a, a player that means so much to the football club. He, My favourite season of Andy King was actually under Sven. Do you know when he scored? I think oh, he got super. 16 league Gave goals. Gave the armband. Yeah, not enough is talked about that because, you know, 16 goals from central midfield – even at championship level. Remember that goal he scored against Leeds? Leeds, he, he, unbelievable. The one that like, just clipped the bar. They always yeah. look good when they go in like that. 
Yeah, that has got oh, that. That's actually in my mind. And then I don't know whether it was that season or another one where he like scooped one up over the goal against Cov. Uh, yes, he scored. Yeah, he scored yeah. some unbelievable goals for us. Um, and and like you say, Jack, you know he was a big game player. Um, turning up with goals. I mean, the, the season before the, the great escape, he scored the winner against West Ham. Which if that didn't go in. There was no great escape potentially, and then either the game, not the game after that, was West Brom away. But then the game after at home to Swansea, we were one nil up or one one, and he again scored the winner or got the second in a two nil win. He, he, for a player who, in the end, it did look like you know he he wasn't perhaps at the level we were then pushing to to mm. build on as a yeah. top Premier League club. He got there with us, and you know prior to that, he was for me. You know he he, he mastered. The art of the arriving late into the box, like a you know a, a you know a Lampard type player, just loved him uh, and still love him. And as you say, I don't, I've never spoke to him, or, but I can't see how anyone's got a bad word to say about him. And he, the way he carries himself and the way he talks, I imagine he'll go on to be a coach. And I would not put him past him being a very successful coach. And hopefully, in some capacity, back at Leicester, where then maybe he does get the send off over a sustained period of time. Uh, as our manager or coach, because yeah, love the bloke, um, and yeah, I'm glad, glad he uh, came back and. And he he was um, outside doing autographs till about eight nine o'clock on Saturday night as well, wasn't he? So. Yeah, apparently so. Which again, what a man. Hmm. Um, Pearson also hang about at the end. Is is that correct, Rick? We we've had somebody send us in um, a voice note. Is that is that right? Yes, um, I uh, I read it on Twitter and Fox's talk. I thought, I presumed it was a bit of a joke, um, but apparently not, I reached out to the lad Kyle um, and I got him to send us the voice note, which I think you've got yep. to play, haven't you, Jake? Yeah, so that, let's have a listen to this now. Hi, lads. Enjoying the pod. Keep up the good work. I just wanted to ring in to give you a bit of a story about Nigel Pearson from last night. Um, so I waited outside the King Power till about 8.30 uh, to meet King and Pearson. And uh, basically, um, yeah, they were in there till quite late, probably enjoying themselves in the director's lounge. And basically, um, Nigel came out on his crutches, walked over his car and recognised the fact there was loads of Leicester fans waiting to speak to him and get signatures. At that point, he took off his nice shiny white shoes and said he'd only worn them specifically for his lot. Um, and yeah, we had a really good chat about uh, about how he was doing and uh, thanked everyone and told us how uh, tearful he was when uh, everyone showed their appreciation at the end of the game. Uh, yeah, it was really nice to meet him and King. Uh, they're both really nice blokes and uh, yeah, wish him all the best for the future. Cheers, lads. So there we are. So big, It's big a great nice. story, but in <laughs> future, we're only reading out stories from people that say like loving the show. Like, yes. You have to say that at the start. Well, it was it was back in the day, wasn't it? On on Talksport Drive, it was when they called up with with Aidan Goffey. It was long time listener, first time caller. Love the show, lads. That's how yeah. you have to how you yeah, have to start. Yeah, every voice note, please. Yeah, if possible. and even if you don't ring in, can you say you ring in because it yes. sounds better? <laughs> exactly. We're yeah. inundated with calls right now. You, you you're through. You're through <laughs> on line one. What would you like to say to Rick? You're live on the Big Strong Leicester Voice podcast. <laughs> But big knives hanging about at the end. What a bloke. Um, well, and not only what a bloke, but he deliberately puts on those white trainers for, for Leicester fans. He's he... got a wardrobe full of white trainers. He's he's, having, like, he's he's got a good sense of humour, Nigel. I think he played up to it. But 
Batman oh, has yeah, he has wardrobes of white trainers. Mm. They looked a bit trendier than the ones he used to wear at Leicester. I swear he used to wear high techs or something. They looked um, looked a bit more snazzy, but obviously uh, doing well for himself. Yeah. Um, on Nige, I'm not sure if you, you spoke about this this last week. Um, now, I, I'm, I'm a, a, a Nigel Pearson fanboy, and, and unashamedly so. When uh, Rogers was going on and, and went, I was one of the, the people that said, bring Nige back. I know there are lots of people that, that don't want to see that. Um, or didn't want to. Um, I, I I love the bloke. I think he's a, a wonderful, wonderful manager. I think my 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 big thing with with Nigel, I'm, I'm just surprised that his his career hasn't been as successful as what I think it it, it would have been. You know, you look at when he, his, his career started with us as a as a manager, and then when he went to Hull, did a very good job there, and then back to us, great job, and and left. You know, for for non footballing reasons, shall we say. And unfortunately, it's not really quite happened for him anywhere else. Now, now at Bristol City, it appears that he is making a bit of a, a home for himself there. It's a long-term project, you know, not pulling up any trees, but doing a solid job. Um, he's still the same old Nigel. I see social media clips shared all the time of his post-match and his, his pre-match interviews as prickly and as sharp and as, you know, just Nigel um, as he was with, with, with us back in the day. But... Um, Jack, I, I love the bloke. Um, are you in the, the 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 camp of not really wanting to to see him back? You know, thank you for everything you did, but um, yeah, we, we've moved oh, on. Instead of Enzo. Well, no, because no, this was this was whilst <laughs> Brendan was going. So not a conversation for, for right now. I'm but, joking. Um, I I will answer that question, but. Mm. Uh, I'm, I, I, the first bit I want to say is when you talk about him not maybe reaching the heights he reached at Leicester, mm. I think that's really interesting because at Leicester he was given time and yeah. resources and his and he had a lot of really good people around him as well. So often in football, I think sort of too much is is put on to sort of the manager because they're the ones that face the media every week when there's a whole backroom staff there. And I think, you know, I think you'd probably agree. Steve Walsh, shaky um uh, anyone else i've missed that was behind the scenes with him he had all his team with him when he's been at leicester now i think he had that at a hole for a bit but then when after he left leicester that time he never got steve walsh back who you know regardless of his time at everton is an absolute genius for signing mares from you know absolutely nowhere kante you know he signed vardy uh, the list goes on of, of the players he signed. Like you don't, you don't just find those players without being a very good head of recruit. YB twenty nine. Um, I don't <laughs> think he signed YB twenty nine, but, um, but yeah, um, Pablo Picasso. Yeah, but I, I've never got that. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> Ben Luan. Legend. But, uh, is, I'm going to go on he a goes, tangent. Va here. Goes Vardy King. Pearson, Ben Luan for me. But I, I, hopefully, hopefully Jason won't <laughs> kill me for saying this. Jason, Jason from the New York Foxes got sent an image by uh, Ben Luan the other week, which was um, Ben Luan and uh, Jake Paul, I think, with a bottle of Prime, sending it to the New York Foxes and said, I will send you a high-res image. And he was like, I didn't even ask. Don't need one, mate. <laughs> what um, so anyway, uh, 
yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So I can't even remember what your question was now. I've got a complete tangent. Pearson, Pearson do you love him as much as me? Would you want him back at any point or not really? No, no, I wouldn't want him back. I think he's, I think he's had his time, but I think he's, he was, he was unbelievable for us. And I think, you know, his, his role in us winning the league is, is enormous. Um, as is Steve Walsh's, as is Shakespeare. I think, I think the con the context of the club's changed. You know, like we were signing players for less than a million quid. Now we don't even do that in the championship because our, you know, our budget and our expectations changed. And and like you said, he's it's not as if he's proved himself to go on and be an all time great manager in the context of football. He's been an all time great manager for Leicester at that point in time, and that's not to do down anything anything he's done because I think his achievements with yeah, Leicester are are enor like are amazing and I don't want this to come across like I'm not appreciative of that but you know the, the aspirations of the club now are, are still really really high I would say I mean good luck to them trying to compete in the Premier League if we ever get back but um but yeah I think I think the context is is slightly different and also I just going back never works it's like when Steve Guppy came back like it was rubbish like mm. it wasn't the same and um and I think he's doing a he's doing a really good job at Bristol City by all accounts and you know I don't really have a second team because I think it's weird but I'd, I'd like to see them um do well um so uh so yeah I think I think it's just you know I think that that works for for all parties but you know I'm, I'm sure if Enzo ever gets sacked then someone somewhere will be saying get Nigel Pearson back um so yeah. <clears throat> me <laughs> yeah um yeah obviously i don't have a second team either so um look one <laughs> yeah, last thing do. i absolutely don't uh one Things last win. thing yes and cologne they're my two <laughs> other teams is that why we're doing the marathon in cologne i like because people keep asking me why cologne and i'm like i don't know jake was doing it <laughs> um it, it, it did jump out to me because i've i like the team a lot but it was actually more the the date and the fact that I read that it's like the flattest course. Yeah, it's flat. It's really flat. And there's, there's, I looked there's, up. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's like a treadmill I, run. Exactly. I hate yeah. hills and I hate sun. So I thought October and flat, that's the one for me. And then People are going to be very Cologne. confused that we've just started talking about Cologne. Me and Jake are running the Cologne Marathon on Sunday. Mm. And then Rick's doing the... Barwell. Um, Barwell, 26 metres. Spartan. I, well, I actually am doing a run. Oh, <laughs> Well, yeah, but I need a perk like you. There needs to be some perk. So I'm doing the 10k run at Alton Towers. But the only reason why I'm doing it is because then you get to go on the nemesis and jump all the queues. But I don't know how you boys do it because I need there needs to be an incentive. I always used to run home when I lived in London. I worked in uh in central London, I lived in Wimbledon. It was like seven miles, but you're running home, aren't you? I'm, it's like I've got a, a tin of skull on the end of a bit of string just <laughs> could never get until i got home but you got to have a purpose to get there whereas you boys are a bit more mentally resilient but yeah w will you be training for said run 10k oh yeah a little bit but not not too much i can do i can do 5k off the bat so 10k's not All too right. bad is it I was just wondering. Do it in a couple of. I'll do it in a couple of hours. Something can. <laughs> you, can you can you can walk it in less than that. Um, like what? the like the geezer in Africa that pussy yes. man Dan keeps criticising. Rub me. The, the hardest yeah. geezer. Yeah. Crap. 
Um, one last one on King and, and Pearson. And I suppose Vardy, because it's kind of been the theme of, of the conversation, testimonials, etc. Like Vardy will get one. I'm like, There's no doubt about it because I think his departure will be planned and we on his terms. Of course, Kingy's and, and Pearson's wasn't. And you, you don't get testimonials for, for managers. But do you... Do, do you do you think at some point, particularly with with Kingy, that there will be something for him because it, it feels like that there should be, and he, yeah, I, I think that that what I mean, I'm thinking what an Andy King versus Jamie Vardy eleven testimonial game. I mean, that would set out the King Pal three times over, wouldn't it? In in thirty seconds, managed by Ronnie Airy and Pearson. Um, yeah, too right. Yeah, there we are. They it- involved Pearson in it. I might be being massively ignorant, but does testimonials still really happen no, anymore? No, I mean, no, they don't. They don't. They're not really a thing anymore. Not because, much because people don't play for clubs for ten years. Well, no, but also they don't need the dog. They used to be done because, like, it's like cricketers when they do their benefit year. It's yeah, because yeah. they're gonna they're gonna retire and they need the money. And it's yeah. like, yeah. I don't think Kingy needs the money. Um, no, so they might do it in association with like their foundation or a charity or something like that i don't know but they're, they're just not really a, a thing anymore just because i think the financial you know outlay is is so important and also if you're going to try and get players that are still playing the clubs don't actually want them to play because you know knowing our luck that Vardy will play <laughs> and then especially if they play at seagrave yeah exactly <laughs> exactly so I, I, it's a lovely idea i just um and I'd, I'd, I'd love to be wrong but i just can't can't see it mm. um we've got some other bits and pieces i know uh rick the 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 training ground tour <laughs> you you want to mention at some point and of course we've got three games over the next week to to preview anna who are you um anything from from bristol city jack you've got your your hand yeah because i haven't i haven't mentioned him but i think i know the name but Wilfred indeed. Yes, that's what if, I thought. If he had just signed for us, he was unbelievable on Saturday. He did some pirouette. I mean, it was the other end of the pitch. If it, I haven't seen it back on the highlights, but he did some pirouette in the first half that I was genuinely open-mouthed at, the <laughs> way he just went past the defender. And he's like his first touch is unbelievable, and he's going past players. I mean, his shooting's still abysmal, but Rome wasn't built in a day, but he was, he was unbelievable on Saturday. And he's, he, he's made that position his own at the start of the season. I was like, Cassidy's going to come yeah. in and play instead of him. And he, he was, he was absolutely unbelievable. And I, I genuinely, I've, I've already tweeted this. So apologies for hearing this again. I genuinely, I went to the game on my own on Saturday and I genuinely at one point shouted, that's superb, Wilfie. <laughs> and I haven't done that since I taught my dog to roll over. And my dog <laughs> is, I'm now, at, yeah, I'm now actually telling people what I call my dog again mm. because he's he's getting back to the level that he was and he was, he was phenomenal. Um, and it's just really pleasing to see because he's a top player. Yeah. Um, Owen Palmer-Atkins sat down with, with Wilf during the week and I heard snippets of, of the put, of the bits they, they put out on, on social media. Part of it was Wilf saying that he never once thought about leaving the club and that it made him laugh with, with all the links. Now, I mean, at one point on the podcast, we we as good as said goodbye to him because we were told that he was heading off to, to Nottingham Forest from, you know, Fabrizio and, and various other sources all over the internet. 
Now, I have to say, and lads, feel free to disagree with me, and um, I know other people have done already on social media, I do not believe him, not even a little bit. Now, look, I'm pleased he stayed, and I'm pleased he's, he's now playing really well. But, Rick, I, I think that he thought lots about leaving, and I think he was probably really quite close to. I mean, who knows? The, the one thing that him and Ian Acho, they do seem to not be quite... They seem to be fairly happy at Leicester. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean the, what I base that on is the social media stuff and just the way that they seem to hang about with one another. And I think Ian Asher still lives with Endiddy, doesn't he? But much to Endiddy's missus, chagrin, I'm sure. But um, <laughs> I don't know. Like, he, 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 he might well have wanted to stay. You just don't know. I mean, he's, he's still be on decent money. I know he's had a pay cut, but he's also on the back of a couple of bad seasons with us. And yeah, I, I think there's, I, I believe a little bit of what he said, but I'm sure his agent would have been courting for other moves. And I'm sure Wilfred would have potentially been open to them had a concrete offer come in. But um, yeah, I, it, it's funny, isn't it? Because of the players that we were told weren't being picked by Enzo because potentially they wanted to move on versus those that we thought wanted to move on and were still being picked. I'm still none the wiser because there are definitely players that mm. did want to leave and he's picked them. And then the likes of Suto, which I just cannot believe wanted to leave based on the fact he'd never played outside the Premier League bar the last 10, 12 games, um, has always been a championship player. And likewise, Dakar, I, I just don't know. So, yeah, I don't really know, mate, as a, I'm waffling. But, um, yeah, I'm glad he has stayed because, again, you on paper, in playing attacking midfield, you're wincing because the times that Rodgers or Poyel picked him alongside Mendy or Chowdhury in a double pivot and you gasped in horror or Samari because they, they neither, they just couldn't play that, that role together and, and it not look workmanlike going forward but the system Maresca, whatever it is the drop down in class um he, he's uh, he's adding value there and long may it continue i mean he's... <laughs> right um we're we gonna do who are you <laughs> i've not picked one yet give me a minute you two talk amongst yourselves right so let's chat for a minute then whilst rick finds a who are you um, um why don't we talk about our marathon yeah, seeing as um, we have a minute here, we're, so we're not doing it for charity, though, are we? Are you doing no. it for charity? I'm not doing it for charity. No, although for lols. I know we're not putting this on on YouTube, but the, there's because Rick has had to go off the screen. Can you see what it's currently I'm frozen? A, I'm going to take a photo. Of that. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, people, because I know we I have been asked to, to stick these episodes on YouTube, and, and we haven't done. But Rick has gone off screen, and it freezes from the last face that you were pulling, and it is. Very, very funny. When we, we can stick this, this I've picture. Got it. I've got it. I've got it. Yes. Is it bad? You know, can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. So your, your face isn't moving. It reminds me, right? Someone today, and they reckon this was a compliment, said, yes. I remind them and look like <laughs> Harry Enfield. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which Bernie Monster reckons to sound like Zippy as a combo <laughs> look like Harry Enfield and sound like Zippy is possibly one of the worst um, combos you could get for someone so yeah 
Oh, I mean... The compliment, know. apparently. Well, just take it as the compliment then, if that's how it was meant. That's what I'd say. Is, is Jack taking us all off <laughs> offline? Yeah. I don't know where he's gone. <laughs> he's, he's, well, he's and now you can't see him. Rick, are you okay. with us? I'm here, mate. I'm, I'm busy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Our marathon then, Jack. So, we head to Cologne this weekend. We're both doing our first ever marathon. Yeah. Yeah. So, if anyone's <laughs> got any advice, let us know. Because Jordan said it was a piece of piss, and I'm sure it's yeah. not. So Did he say that? Yeah. He just, well, he, he makes everything look very easy, doesn't he, Jordan? No, he did very well. He did. Yeah. And he looked very good doing it as well. I, yeah. I wonder how... He knows where all uh, the cameras are when he goes yeah. down. Like, how... Mm. Is that, I don't know how to, every time I've done a run, like I just look like I'm dying. Well, what I do is when I, when I do all these events is usually when you sign up, there's an option to, I think the company Sportograph, but there'll always be an equivalent, right? So yeah. you can sign up so you can pay for the pictures now. And obviously yeah. was, there'll be scans all over the place. And, and at the end you, you get your pictures. What I do is I never pre-buy the pictures. Yeah. I look at them afterwards and if they're all horrific, then obviously you haven't committed. I think this is so, why I've never bought one because mm. I always just look horrific in all of them. Yeah. So, but 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 just don't just don't just don't commit to it. Then just wait and see if yeah, there's okay. if there's one okay. if there's one usable picture. It probably cost you thirty quid, but I think it's probably worth it if you've you know dragged yeah. your ass round yeah, for forty two yeah. kilometers just for the gram. But but, but and, yeah, that's that's. And that's do you know usually... do you know the the most? Uh, well, it's not the most interesting thing. We're not going to see the game, are we? Because it starts at ten thirty. Yeah, which is like which is depends 11 30, 11 30 UK yeah. time it's an hour yeah. ahead. So, so it depends we'll how quickly be... we do it. Oh, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but you're yeah. going to be quicker than me. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm not going to be. I'm not going to be so, running record time. Put it that way. Mm. So, and, and and we said we were going to run it together, which I'm slightly. Un- I don't trust you because I think with about a kilometer to go, I'll be like that <laughs> team effort. Yes, and then you'll steam off into the distance. I'm gonna I'm gonna shout, oh Jack, look at that! And I've legged it, mate, for the last hundred meters. Yeah. <laughs> together. Have you seen the clip on on social media of the the Sunderland and the Plymouth fan, and they're doing a half time game where you have to the balls on the penalty spot. And it's three, two, one, go, and they have to leg it from the halfway line. Obviously, first person to get to the ball has the chance to score a, a penalty. I can't. I think it's the yeah, it's the Sunderland fan who just basically straight away just trips up the Plymouth fan. Right, and he that's, runs, right, that's not yeah, against sco- the rules, is it? Scores no. the penalty, but the Plymouth fan is absolutely livid. End up going viral, oh, really? like Soccer AM, etc. Oh, and he's like running up to the crowd, like like throwing up fake yellow cards and stuff. But he's being deadly serious, like he wants a, a recount. But obviously, everyone's just laughing. Oh, um, and yeah, bless him. But I think they actually did do the whole thing again because they've become off this, this viral sensation. But, but oh, yeah. Amazing. amazing. Maybe I'll do that. I'll, I'll distract you, trip you Please up. Please don't, mate, because, you know, I'm, I just want to get around in one piece. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Gonna, um, oh, have God, you got who are you? Yeah. Bloody hard work that was. I needed, I should have planned this. I didn't know I was on. Right. Camera gone? Yeah, oh, we still can't see you. Oh, I'm, look, I'm, let me come back on for a bit. I'm going to play the who are you music. Yeah, go on. your daddy and what does he do who are you you no not me you yes i am you just answer the damn questions who are you wait a minute who are you all right some wonderful fitting by myself and jack there um about our marathon 
So yeah, um, Rick, you are on Who Are You, which is great because it means someone other than you gets the opportunity to win this week. Um, and you've just literally hastily put it all together then during that two minutes that we were chatting crap. So um, I'm expecting a good one. Yeah, might be a little bit easy, but you know, you've got to um, sort of cater to the audience. Um, oh, piss off. But you know, you two boys are good. You're good. That was a joke. You know, well, it's banter. It's banter. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you're getting a bit carried away with yourself here, no I'm, that that is literally tongue-in-cheek you keep threatening me with bands and stuff no, so it's just a bit of... in charge all right jack so, jack, jack. It's, it's it's arrogance it's, uh, oh yeah it's, it's, it's that good arrogance though isn't it yeah. you need you need arrogance like that to play in, this a level. Way. in a good yeah, way exactly. in a good mm. way yeah exactly yeah so if you're out for must get that mm. right okay so he was born on the 13th of January, 1994. Okay. 30 She's years 29. <laughs> Close enough. Yo, I'm Bandwain. Yeah. <laughs> no. Don't you dare. Okay. Next. Well, like, we wouldn't have, like, anyone's got it off there, but, like, the way you say it, you really wind <laughs> me up in this game, actually, really. <laughs> sorry, 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 sorry. Well, no, yeah, it's worth, yeah, but it's always worth that one wild card punt, isn't it? Um, no, from guess of Lee Cox. Didn't we agree to that? No, because he didn't say his name. Okay, his middle name is Morris. Lee Morris Morris. <laughs> <laughs> no, obviously need more. Ben Marshall. Yeah, be ben Marshall. No, but I like the guess. But it's not Ben Marshall. Matty James. Matthew Morris James. No, it's not Matthew. Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <Excellent>. <laughs> okay, right. Next clue. He was born in Wrexham. Danny Ward. No, but another good oh, guess because they're oh, probably man. about that age, isn't it? But Nicky Adams. Nah. No. He's older than twenty-nine, but Manchester born. You're gonna guess, Jake, or are you just? I'm not. I'm, what I'm gonna do, Jack? I'm gonna get it right, mate. You can keep <laughs> just shouting your names if you want. I'm just. I'm just looking for a careful clue because it's all about the clues, isn't it? Yes, careful. it is. <laughs> so, what oh, the game really, Rick? That. Prior, prior, prior to signing for Leicester, yep. he went on loan twice, I think in the same season. Once to Carlisle United, where he made nine appearances, scored three goals, and then to Yeovil, where he played 19 times, scored twice. Danny Drinkwater. No, Tom, Hop no. Tom Hopper. No, Tom Hopper came through our academy. Oh. Uh. So we we signed this player. They went on loan twice from a club, and then we signed them in the summer. Of okay, Yeovil. You want me to give you the year that he, the year we signed him? Yeovil and Carlisle. Oh, Lawrence, the bloke we signed from Derby. I can't remember his first name. Tom La Tom Lawrence. Tom Lawrence. It is Tom Lawrence. Yes, I get it. No, you didn't. You didn't. You didn't. Right, so 
<laughs> now, no, he's not right, that's right. This happened yes. to me with Peter yes. Gilbert. Yes. This happened to me with Peter Gilbert, and I got it snatched off me. Um, I, I remember that as well. I mean, unfortunately, Jack, he's not Brazilian, and he's not just called Lawrence. I take the win. I take the win. Oh, I, I feel, I feel begrudgingly like that. That's mm. it's mine. I'm sorry. Admit, oh, that's like you. when Speedy nicked it off the line against Bolton. I think, as you know, I'm a stickler for the rules, so you probably have one, but it's that is the dirtiest <laughs> victory I think I've ever seen. Because you didn't even guess in the entire no. game. No, just Not won one it. guess. No. Goal hanging. Yeah, exactly oh, that. Oh, <laughs> Do you know what he's done? He's hung about outside a nightclub outside the bin at 3am and yep. hoisted someone's kebab off the bin, hasn't he? <laughs> and they said, oh, this is nice. Now I can't re remember now the name, but Jack, it it happened to me and you. I I gave you the surname once. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not questioning. I'm not. No, questioning I know. The, uh, I'm just saying the, what the goes around comes around. Your win, I'm, I'm, mm. I'm just saying it's dirty. So. Yeah, he did all the legwork there. He or he he man he went through it all. There's some fucking mm. good guesses in there. There was well. Danny Ward, uh, yeah. which was born in the same place, same year. Phenomenal. Yeah, yeah. Mm. there were some bloody wow. good guesses in that. So. And you're so, half asleep and you've just won. <laughs> so yes. I haven't won in a while. That's what you're going to do on the marathon as well. I can see exactly. it. Exactly. He's going to get a lift yeah. to the final mile <laughs> and then did just you not, do you. <laughs> did you not see um in Mexico the um the controversy over there, the, the, the big Mexico City marathon, like 11,000 um, competitors. I think like nearly half of them were disqualified. Because they believe that that they were cheating and, and getting public transport and stuff, like genuinely. Yeah, to them. Yeah. Well, not really. It's not really. Um... It's not in the spirit of a marathon. Well, it's not. But also, it's, it's, it's if you're going to have some kind of electronic timing chip and you're going to get on a bus, and you, yeah, it's not very smart, is it? They're probably quick, easier ways of cheating. Too smart, isn't it? Because the smart technology is scuppered them. Well, so anyway, um, I win. Yes, and that's exactly how we just said that it was going to go. That was mm -hmm. going to let Jack do the work and then nick it. But that has definitely happened a couple of times before. It, ha yes. it has. It's the first time oh. it's happened to me, and I should have kept my mouth shut, but I thought that you was it. it. Remember, you got um, Andy Welsh, and I said John Welsh. Yeah. Well, it's different, though, isn't it? Because that's not, no, it wasn't John Welsh. I said Lawrence, I just couldn't remember he his got... first name. Yeah. It was the same with me with Gilbert. I, I, Said Gilbert, my and I didn't, and someone said Peter Gilbert. But anyway, could have been Gilbert. At least we're at least you're, you, you got to be in it. Ja, uh, Jordan wouldn't have even said no, the. the I reckon the Jordan would have got that. Jordan would have got that. I reckon. I, I don't think he would have done. <laughs> he would have said Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen. <laughs> oh dear! Right. Um. Before we have a chat about the the games coming up this week, um, Rick, the Leicester City training ground tour. Yeah, so <laughs> spotted on, uh, there's been a couple of things that have irked me about the Leicester City Twitter today. One thing what they've said and one thing what they've not said. So starting with what they've said, I mean, I know it, it's a nice touch, but can't help, can't help, it's too easy. But they're, they're offered 20 membership, sorry, 20 Fox members the opportunity for a tour of 
the training ground. Now, they're obviously going to be a ballot or something. Now, a couple of things. One, you'd need to wear a hazmat suit around there because the place is obviously very unsafe. And two, why aren't there season ticket holders or anyone else involved? So people are going wild about it. Mm. Yeah. So I don't know. And then the thing that they're not said, which has irked me more, is like the academy doesn't exist anymore. They've stopped showing any of the, the games they're playing tonight. They were 2-0 down against Middlesbrough when I last looked. It's probably why, because we're the pit, so they decided not to show. But they don't even put the teams on. They don't even say what's happening. I don't know. Yeah. What's going on? No, no, you are right. I said I saw your tweet earlier. You are bang on. You know, there, there was a point where, um, you know, I think pretty much most teams do it. They let you know when the academy are playing. They, they put out clips of goals. Even if you are losing, you, you are right. I'm not sure if they have completely stopped, but I have to say I can't remember seeing much at all, if anything, for, for a while now. So in the um, when we were in the Premier League, I don't know whether this makes any difference because we're not in the Premier League anymore, but it's PL2. But they would never show the, the, the academy games when there was a Premier League game on. So Monday nights, you know, if we were playing and there was a Premier League game on, they couldn't show the live game. Fine, if that's the rule. But there is no Premier League game on tonight. So, and they're still not opted to show it. I don't know. But, I mean, some clubs even show their under-18 games. Um, we, you know, we don't, we've never done that fine. Don't even think we ever make reference to whether they've played or not, even when we used to with the under twenty ones. Now they're just not bothered. It's like nah. Um, so yeah, just not good enough. Um, you know, it's and especially when you're seeing the likes of Casey McAteer coming through, and we've got Will Alves and Braybrook, and we've had a number of players come through. Some people will say, "I don't know what you're moaning about." They're still they're still delivering the players, but you know, it, the whole messaging is just it's poor. There could be so much more done. And we've got this state-of-the-art training ground. It should be like a massive thing to, to promote the, the academy teams. And they just, it's like they can't be asked. I don't know. Um, if you were asked to do the, the tours of Seagrave, you know, as a, you know, a genuine bona fide tour guide, would, would you do that? Me? Yes. Uh, I mean, I have had a tour before it was officially open. I went round. That's where steel toe cut boots and a hat. I didn't know why at the time because it looked um, looked finished. But maybe there was something in that. But yeah, I mean, it's a great place. It is nice. It's lovely. But um, yeah, I mean, I would. Yeah, joking aside, it's a phenomenal place. And anyone that gets the opportunity, great. But yeah, um, do I can't help but poke a bit of fun. But only for members, so we can't go. Because well, I, I, I'm not eligible to go because I'm not sure I'm, even if we did win, we'd be allowed in, particularly Rick. So I mean, I've I've always been nothing but complimentary about Seagrave and, and the football club. Um, and they don't know Rick's real name. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have no problem. Anyway, the nicest voice. <laughs> That's that, that's voice activated on entry. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, let's have a quick chat about the week then we've we've got coming up because it's it's we look we've had a, a busy one. This is the way it goes in the championship. It's another busy week. So Liverpool away in the cup, then away to Blackburn on Sunday, and then we've got a midweek game at home against Preston. Um, as I said, a, a northwest feel to, to all three of those, a couple of trips away from home. Um 
the Liverpool game, I'll be honest, Jack, I don't really care. Um, uh, like no, but like genuinely, um, it's always difficult, isn't it, when you're a championship side because you're playing, you know, Saturday, Tuesday as it is, to then throw in a midweek game away from home against a team like Liverpool. Um, I'll be honest, I, I could do without it. I know that sounds pretty negative, but um, yeah, if we win, wonderful. But I'm I'm really not too bothered, Jack. Um, I think I'm with you. I, I think the League Cup when you're in the Championship is a bit of a non-event because yeah. you don't get any money from it. You know, yeah, you're not, you're not going to win it. There's very little money in it. You're not going to win it. Um, you're already playing a 46-game season, and you then get you know, drawn against Man City's reserve side or Liverpool's reserve side, who, as as we know from the players we've got on loan for them, are bloody good. So, um, yeah, I think I'm with you. I mean, I, the one bit I would say is anyone that's heading up there midweek, fair play to you. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah. That is a, um, that is a trip on a, on a midweek with a, with a lot of football on at the moment. So, um, so well done to you for doing that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you. It would be nice to see, you know, Cody make his debut for the club because I think yeah. he's, he's due some I think minutes. he will do, yeah. Yeah, I think I think he will do. Uh, Suter maybe might get a run out, um, uh, potentially. Um, there's various other players as well. Eunice, good opportunity for him. Daka maybe. Like, you know, we've still got some decent strength in depth. Um, so, you know, we've got we've got options to play. I mean, the one bit that's concerning me slightly is Doyle's injury. Yes. And how long you might be out for because, you know, I thought Justin did well when he came on, but, um, you know, Justin and Ricardo, our fullbacks are quite injury prone. And then it, you know, sods law that says Doyle would be the one that gets injured as well. And, you know, it seems a strange one in that I think the physio came on after about five minutes to look at him, although I didn't see that. And he said he was fine. And then, He's hobbling off on crutches, although I think that happened to Madison a few weeks ago and he was fine. So hopefully it's nothing. It didn't look very good when he was sort of limping out of the ground. But um, but yeah, we, we could do with him being around because, you know, he's not been brilliant last few games, but he's um, he's a good player. So, so yeah, but um, yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I mean, it would be nice to see a decent performance from from some of the players that haven't had so many, many, many minutes. Um, but, um, but yeah, if we lost I don't think I would be too upset put it that way yeah no and sorry that, that was a really good point in terms of the, the fans that are heading up um, absolutely fair play to you um, massive respect Look, he's a free hit and, and as Jack said you know the likes of Cody etc an opportunity for, for them to get some minutes and who knows if we do win it or at least if we, if we play well it's it's something to, to build on it's it's extra games extra minutes isn't it for the, for the players to work on um, under under Enzo, but kind of Rick looking beyond Liverpool. I mean, by all means, comment on it um, if you will. But then Blackburn and, and Preston. Um, I, I do feel like we, we are making massive strides now, and you are now see, starting to see, you know, a, a, as, as I think Jack said at the start, probably a Leicester in third gear. Still not at the best, but we are seeing the team move through the gears and, and progressing week on week out. I mean, that's how I'm seeing it anyway. Yeah, I am. Since, since the return from the international break, we are a much more rounded team. We're playing well, whether there's more gears to go, more goals to score, more whatever, possibly, but we are winning games and racking up wins. I read a stat today. We are 
it's the best start that any relegated side has ever had at this level. Um, eight, was it seven wins from eight? Um, well, you know, it, whatever other gears we've got to go through, I, I hope we're not going to get too caught up on that in the sense that not being too pleased or content with what we're doing, because if we're winning seven out of eight, we're going up. Uh, and I hope we do go up. And that's not arrogance or complacency saying that. But yeah, um, I mean, Liverpool, it, it's one of those games where you're right. We've probably got no business worrying about it. If it was the Premier League, you do harbour the, the sort of ambition to try and win it and get into Europe. Um, it's probably come a little bit early for us to be thinking about that. If this was the quarterfinals, then maybe so, or the one before that. The only thing is it's Liverpool away. There's a little bit of needle there in in a couple of other cup games and stuff that we've played against them in recent years. Um, and, you know, he put he's put out some strange teams on paper. Uh, look at the Norwich game. It looked like we were we were quite weak in in the starting eleven, and we blew them away. So he might put a team out, and hopefully protects Winks and Ricardo and Justin, but gives minutes to Cody and Eunice and a few. And we might give them a game. You never know. But yeah, the the, the real business is Blackburn on Sunday lunchtime, and then the following week Preston. So yeah, if, just got to keep keep going, haven't we? Um, I back to Doyle it's it's going to be a fascinating one because even if it's not a serious injury you're probably looking at an injury of sorts for at least a few games how we reshuffle for a few games probably fine because Justin and he's slotted in and looking quite uh you know he's looking fit Cody's got to come back in at some point where where he fits into that whether he can play Cody Fass and Vestergaard and Ricardo I don't know but you know, there'll, there'll be a little bit of shuffling, we'll see. But like, if it's a long-term injury, that could potentially pose a problem because Justin and Ricardo need protecting. Still a bit worried about Harry Winks playing nearly every minute. Um, probably not as injury-prone as those, but he's been so integral to us. Um, I just hope that, you know, we can we can protect certain players. Chowdhury, maybe drop him for Winks, I don't know. But, um, yeah, it, it's just... Looking forward to watching us play, which feels a bit alien after the last year. But um, feel like I'm, I'm. It's more like we deserve it as opposed to not. Um, yeah. <laughs> if you know what I mean in that regard, like <laughs> we yeah, deserve no, what we're getting. Mm. Yeah, no, we had some, we had some shit, didn't we? Um, mm. Right. I think uh, any other business for today. Um, Jack, have we got any update at all on the the big strong Leicester quiz, or is it still hold fire? No, 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 no. We we um, it will be Saturday the second of December uh, at St Martin's House. Okay, in Leicester. That so, hasn't been released. Oh, I just missed no, it. No, this is a worldwide exclusive. Oh. I'm giving you. So um, once again, Jack, for the people at the back. Uh, Saturday the 2nd of December at St Martin's House. So tickets will go on sale this week. I've signed on the dotted line with St Martin's House. Um, uh, so, yeah. Um, yeah, tickets will go on sale. Um, we, we, it's going to be a quiz. What I was going to suggest, and we can do an on-air production meeting, 
Yes, um, the best time. I think teams of no more than five people, potentially four. What do you reckon? Okay. I think teams of like one to five or like one to four. I was, I was thinking. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I, was, I, I was trying to work this out in my head. So I, I think that's the way of doing it. Um, but I mean, we can be quite fluid with this because as long yeah. as you buy a ticket, you can you can go in a team with anyone. I mean, Rick, exactly. Rick, needs, Rick needs a partner. So, so. Rick's, Rick's on his own, um, but teams of four or five, I don't think it hugely matters. Um, if you are in on your own or on in, in a two um, and you like to team up with other teams that you you don't you know you don't know them we can we can bring do that you cracking dinner yeah <laughs> we can sorry we what can... <laughs> just there john sit and quote so you can pair up if you want <laughs> um yeah but yeah if you are on your own but... or if you're in a two and want to pair up with another two and you you know fine uh let us know and we, we can make that all happen um, and we look forward to seeing you all there. And, and once again, all the proceeds for said event uh, is all for charity. So for a wonderful course. And um, yeah, we'll for stick with the details. For yes, for LAMP. For LAMP. Yeah. And we'll, we'll stick all the details in terms of who it's for, um, where the money's going, and all the other bits and pieces on the socials um, this week at some point when we get around to it. Um, anything else people want to add before we finish up? Uh, nope. It's usually Jordan with all the any other bits. Mm. yeah no yeah no so rick can i make a request yes <laughs> can you sing out the podcast same song or a different one have you got another one i didn't i didn't realize you had a back catalog <laughs> no i'm not all right let's go Christmas. he sings a different song every day yeah oh yeah but i need a bit I, I, yeah <laughs> no all right let's do it ready right and and once you've finished i'll then put a bit of less yeah. yes but but you you go first whenever you're ready mate it's the same old theme since 2016 in your head in your head they are fighting with their shouts and their screams and their screams and their v's in your head in your head they are fuming he's in your head in your head body 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 well done sir thank you very much thank you for listening rick rest their vocal cords and we'll see you next week go on rick Podcast Network.